Abraham Negan. What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. My name's Adam Vale. I am an editor over at the Coalition with a K, coalition.com, and I'm joined by Editor-in-Chief Richard Bailey Jr. What's up, Rich? What's up, Adam? What's up, listeners and viewers? Yes, people. What's up is uh, we finally got a credible episode of Fear the Walking Dead after this mid-season break. This 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 is it, man! Yeah. Finally, finally, this oh man! All right, real quick. Uh, thanks again for all the views over on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, and definitely seeing numbers jumping up. Not sure what was going on with the last episode. Definitely a lot of attention for the last episode, which wasn't great. But we're assuming that this one will be controversial because uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot went down in this episode, people. So this is for Fear the Walking Dead. Season 7, Episode 12, Sonny Boy. Alright, so people, so if you haven't watched this episode, you can go to AMC Plus right now. They post all these episodes a week early through their service, AMC Plus. So you can go in there and watch it. That's how we watched it. And if not, then just wait till Sunday. And when it airs on TV, and then after that, you can come back and see if you had the same opinions that we had. And if you want to be vocal about it, you can jump up on... uh, YouTube, you'll see the video that's there. You can put your comments there or other methods. I think also on iTunes, some people put comments on the episodes there. But, you know, whatever. Or over at the Coalition website. We we have it everywhere, people. We're all over the place. We got it everywhere. So ring the bell on Spotify. It's a cool feature. I use it for a few other podcasts. I'm glad they added that because for the longest time, it was was sort of a pain. Uh, But, yeah, that's great. Everybody's there. I'm awesome. I'm happy. This is good. All right, so let's get started. Remember, we're going to break this episode down, so if you have not watched this episode yet, be warned. Spoilers. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boop. So, our our main gripe so far for the past two episodes, Rich, has been meaningless deaths. Introducing, <laughs> right? Yep. Right? Introducing characters that we know are instantly going to die. Right? So, we had Paul with Alicia, and then we had Ali with um, well, what's Char- name? Charlie. Charlie with Charlie, and so it's like, all right, what are they gonna feed us uh, in this episode? Well, surprise, surprise, one character. Eh, I was like, okay, it, you know, bites the dust. But the other one was, whoa, you just sort of took a a somewhat main character out of the show. So I mean, do you want to just dive into that and just then just work around it? Because that this is a big part. It, I don't think we can really dance around it too much because yeah, this is a the, the big controversial part, right? And oh shoot, I'm so sorry, people. I so sorry. I almost forgot something I wanted to bring up beforehand: the Melissa McBride situation. <laughs> Yes, that's a big news. People are like, wait, what are you talking about? That, if you don't know, that's Carol from The Walking Dead proper. You probably saw some scuttlebutts going around last week that she is not going to be part of the Carol and Daryl spinoff. Right? That that made the rounds and everybody was like, oh. Now, what I don't understand, I saw the post. I'm like, okay, she's not part of it. Why did the people feel the need to attack Norman Reedus and make it seem like it's his fault? I don't know. Because then Jeffrey Dean Morgan had to come out on social media and say, hey, people, stop acting up. It has nothing to do with with um, 
Norman Reedus. This was all Carol's decision. It's not AMC's. Because I guess people were freaking out, thinking that she got fired and that it's all Norman Reedus and he wants to show all about him and all this other stuff. Because I saw even some people say, oh, because Rye didn't work out. Remember that uh, bike show that he had? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, why? When I saw that report, I, that was the furthest thing from my mind. I'm like, well, she's got another acting gig. Something else she wants to. I didn't think at all it had anything to do with Norman Reedus. <laughs> but apparently it, it, that's the rumor and that's what's spreading. And they were attacking him on social media. And that, that's why uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan had to get involved and AMC jumped in. And they didn't want to spoil too much because they still are in development for the spinoff. But they had to at this point and say, hey, listen, this is what's going down. That spinoff is taking place in Europe. It's going to be filmed in Europe. And at first she was open to the move, but then she changed her mind. She yeah. doesn't want to move. Understandable. We are still in good standing with her. We still plan to work with her within other projects within the Walking Dead universe, you know, at some point. So everything is cool. No reason to attack anyone else part of these projects. So I just would like to make a comment. And I, I want to say that I blame AMC for all of this because this was a show that nobody needed to hear an announcement for so early. We got this announcement last year that this show was coming in about two two years, coming after The Walking Dead. So I kind of feel like they should have held off on this right. announcement, much like they should have held off on the Isle of the Dead spinoff right. as, as well. But instead they decided... We have to let you know these characters are going to make it through yeah. the, through through the show. So, and and that's what I was thinking also. I was like, well, maybe the reason why people are so upset is because they're like, oh well, if she's definitely not going to be in the spinoffs, they're going to kill her off, and <laughs> that's how this works. They're going to kill her off. But then by them saying that they plan on working with her on other projects, well, no, she's not going to die. So they're going to stick with the scripts that they had as if she was going to be part of the spinoff. So yeah. she's going to survive. Just she's not going to go on this adventure. How does uh, Norman Reedus, how does Daryl end up in Europe? Who knows? That's going to be interesting to see how they, they squeeze that one in. But uh, that was the that was the whole big scuttlebutt that happened with these characters. And I was really taken aback because I, I did not see an issue. It's like, all right, fine. She walks away. We've seen other characters walk away. When Michonne walked away, I didn't see people say, oh, it's because of Norman Reedus. Or it's because of... No, I mean, maybe because she was more open about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't even then, I don't remember her being open to the point that everybody knew that she was a playwright and she had other things she wanted to do. Besides the, the Black Panther we all knew about. But uh, there was other projects that she was working on and she's, she's a screenwriter and has other things going on. I don't know, but uh, no one made a big stink. And this was ridiculous. So <laughs> I hope people have calmed down. So if you're listening to this and you weren't too sure, hey, what was happening? Well, that's what was happening. And if you're listening to this and you were freaking out, please don't freak out. Right? There's yeah. no need for that. And everybody comes back. Even dead characters come back, as we've seen. They'll make a double. <laughs> of the person. They'll say they had a twin. Remember we saw that with the Fear the Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> with the bounty hunter and all of a sudden his brother comes in as a twin doop, doop, doop. there we go they'll figure it away it's tv all right speaking of that people coming back from the dead here's somebody who is not coming back from the dead we got howard your boy howard the second in command is gone he has died uh that was surprising let's see that they they pulled this off the way they did 
And also, just want to get out of the way, we'll run down the episode, but just because I know people, oh man, if they're not listening now, they're listening after they saw this episode. JD Sr., dead. That's it. He's off. He's got, in fact, he fed himself to the walkers. Yeah. And that's the issue that I had when I saw this. At first, Uh oh. Yeah. All right. So now we got that out of the way, just in case. I just felt like I had to just get that out of the way because I know people are going to know. But. The whole story about this episode is just figuring out where everyone stands in regards to the the baby and the the growth of the community. Finally, um, Victor is back at the tower, and we see the, the opening with JD Senior telling June about uh, pretty much like running through his script of what he's going to tell Strand about how he wants to be the second in command in a way and wants to help him guide and rebuild this whole thing. He doesn't like the structure because Strand, we see a little montage, he's just throwing people off. He's just throwing everybody that he doesn't like off off the top of the roof. If uh, something about walkie-talkies, I don't know where everyone's going to Radio Shack and getting walkie-talkies, but yeah, everybody seems to be getting these walkie-talkies. He's throwing them over. So eventually, finds out that uh, Howard has a walkie-talkie. Later on, we find out that that was a plant, and I think we all assumed it was a plant. I never at any point thought, oh, he is a traitor. That makes no sense. What did shock me is how quick Strand was to saying, yeah, you're a traitor. I can't trust you. You're going off the side of the roof. Did did that shock you? Because it definitely shocked me. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, they had to show that Strand is just ruthless and he doesn't really care about anyone else but himself. So when it was revealed that Howard was telling the truth, he still didn't trust Howard. And I, I think that goes, again, it makes sense to me because they told us in this episode that Strand has gone paranoid. Ever, ever since Morgan tried to kill him, he didn't want any walkie-talkies, you know, anywhere in in, 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 in the vicinity. So to me, him just making the decision to kill Howard, it, it made sense because it goes in line with the fact that he's gone crazy now. So anyone that he has to question, he has to get rid of. So I, I think that I understood that, but also him looking at John and saying that, uh, well, yeah, there is a side to you that is also just as equally dark as mine. So now, yeah, you probably should be the one that I can trust and take over. Yeah, it was again. I keep getting shocked with this whole oh, the walkie talkies. We're finding all these. Where are they all coming from? Where are you getting all these walkie talkies? And then if he's that paranoid, higher, there's only so many frequencies, so many channels. Have one of your rangers sit there and flick through the channels every once in a while, like every hour, every half hour, whatever, to see if he hears any chatter. That's mm-hmm. it. Because as you see, once JD Senior decides he wants to reach out to Morgan, he knows what channels Morgan's on. And he just clicked up, Morgan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Whoa! If it's that easy, then what's the problem? If if, if Victor's that paranoid, he could do the same thing. Just tune into that channel and listen in. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I just think that uh, I guess they wanted to make him really paranoid about what was happening. Because I think that as a viewer, you're watching, you, you, you figure after Howard tells him the truth, okay, well, he'll side with Howard. And, and they'll decide to get rid of, of uh, J.D. Sr. Uh-huh. That's what I think they wanted everybody to think. But they switched it up so that it's not a cliche way to address a situation. Uh-huh. Uh, but it definitely is not done, you know, s- smoothly. It just happened so fast. 
Yeah. So, well, and then also, just I forgot to mention this in the, the, the Ali episode, is that yes, we knew that one part of the mission for Charlie was to turn off the the floodlight that spotlight on the top of the beacon. Mm-hmm. But the other part, and I, I was cracking up, I guess that's why I didn't bring it up, is the whole point of that is once she turns it off, that this was going to be the sign for Morgan to go to the tower and to rescue uh, Mo and Grace. And I'm like, well, how? How yeah. is, it, is this going to be up to Charlie then to do what we're about to see, what we, what we saw in this episode with, with June in that tunnel, with all the walkers. How was Morgan going to pull this off? Or was he expecting Charlie to pull all that off? That that was going to be the role, her next part of it. Turn off the beacon, grab the baby, strap him, strap the baby to yourself, and hope for the best. Go through the walker, the tunnel of walkers, and Morgan will meet you on the other end. Take the baby and you and everybody runs well, free. Well, that was a very bad plan that June had. That made um, no sense. Like that. Because, yeah, yeah, because that that's a very hostile environment for the baby to be involved in. The baby still could have gotten ripped to shreds by the walkers. So I don't think that was a wise plan. So, and then well, we'll get into that too because when we get to that point, well, well, you know what? Let's let's backtrack a little bit. All right. So yeah. once we get to the part where the whole thing with Howard and he has radio tower and then now Strand's upset, doesn't trust him. He says, "Hey, listen, this is when you find out." From the nanny, somebody has taken Mo. Mo's missing. So he's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. And then that's when Howard's like, hey, I can find the baby. I'll prove my worth. I will find the baby. So he has until the next day to find his baby. Because he was like, there's no way anyone can leave the (laughs) tower. So the baby has to be somewhere here. So also at the same time, J.D. Sr. starts uh, talking to uh, Strand, saying, hey, listen, I got ideas. There's things I wanted to do to help to make things better here. And he's like, okay, that's great. How about this? You also go find this baby. So they're both doing So then we see another little montage where uh, J.D. Sr. is just interviewing people. He interviews a nanny, <laughs> interviews Grace, everybody. And then he gets to June. And he's like, do you know anything about it? What do you mean? Isn't that? Basically, yeah, she knows. So then she, he goes down with her to the basement because she shows him the plan and it, this is what I don't understand this is the part I didn't understand so Mo is going to be in a box and June was going to walk through the, the group of walkers or mm-hmm. was she waiting for um, Morgan because she says Morgan is like half a mile out she says we can do this yeah. He's only, but that's still a half a mile Okay, and we see this tunnel, and there's all these walkers, and it's full. It's filling up with water because it's flooding and stuff going on because there is a bad storm. That was another cool thing. I loved the aesthetics of this episode. I like just the way they had everything. It was dark and it was rainy and gloomy. It was great. But yeah, there's a lot of flooding. What was she going to do? She wasn't doing the the technique that we've seen in Walking Dead forever, which is put all the guts around yourself and then walk through. Mm-hmm. She didn't say she was doing that. So how was she going to get this baby through the the group of walkers through that tunnel? Well, I guess that she was very confident that nothing was going to happen to that box. She was going to be able to just get her through because she did have her, you know, underneath the uh, the covering of the of the machine. But that that would not have been that's still not a very good way to get the baby across to Morgan. Even if he was a half a mile out or whatever, it, it still that still it was a very risky way to try and get her 
for safety. That didn't make sense. That part didn't make sense. And and of course, he says, there's got to be somebody helping you with all this. I'm like, yeah, Grace. No surprise. So Grace is there. But they find out. Howard sees what's going on. He comes down. He brings Strand. Everyone's down there. And he tells, and there's another part that, again, it's like, why is Strand (laughs) so against Howard now? Because it, once they're down there, he says, all right. Um, Howard's like, look, look, see, I told you I would find the baby. And he brings it, he gets it, opens up the box. He takes Mo out. He hands Mo to Strand. And he's like, okay, but you didn't find her. He did. Yep, like, but, exactly. But it looked like he was just caught red-handed. Him and his sister-in-law, you know, his daughter-in-law, I should say. His daughter-in-law. I was like, I've, but no, he still sides with him. <laughs> and I get now. Here's the thing. So I get also they were trying to throw a little backstory, a little uh, on Howard. There was that one little segment that we saw, yeah, where they were talking, and with JD Singer and and Howard, and Howard was talking about oh, the whole reason why he's helping Strand and doing all this is because of his son and daughter, his son and wife, his wife and son. They went through a divorce. Uh, he forged some documents from the Alamo. Some of the elaborate scheme thing that he had. He toured around with some forged documents. He was away for a long time, but then it tarnished his name. By the time he came back, wife was like, yeah, we're out. We're done. Goodbye. So then the world went to shit, and so he was trying to find her. How are you trying to find her? I don't know. That, that part I don't get, because if you're staying stuck in the tower, you're not really looking. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, I want to build something good for them. Again, you don't know where they are. They may not even be alive, and you're not looking for them. Yep. We get a little more insight after the fact, toward the end of the episode, which we'll get into. But at this point, I'm like, again, none of this makes sense. But uh, I guess they're trying to, I guess, because they know that this is a show runners. They know that, and the writers, they know that we're, we're watching this, and they're trying to pull us in in a way because they know that he's going to die in this episode. So maybe to so this will give some more insight, and maybe we'll show some compassion and and feel that's a exactly sympathy. that's exactly what the goal was to try to make you feel sorry for the character. That didn't work for me. It didn't work for me either. But and maybe it worked for some people out there. Maybe the people listening, there's some yeah. that like the character. You shed you shed a tear, anybody? You shed a tear for, for Howard <laughs> going over the top. Now here's the other thing: with resources being so limited as they are, the man wore glasses. Uh, I would have taken those glasses off first because you never know. I don't think you have an optometrist in the tower, so maybe somebody needs a pair of new glasses. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let's take glass. In fact, you know, I stripped this dude naked. He can keep his boxes. We may need the pants. We need need the shirt. Take the shoes and then throw them on. I don't know. I just feel like it's a waste of resources to throw off a, a fully clothed person. Oh yeah. You know, unless you're making all this on site. I don't think they are. But um, yeah. So at that point, he doesn't care. So he brings him up to the top. And he was like, all right, this is it. You're still going over. He said, but I proved myself, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. And then that's and he's about the radio. And he was, I, it wasn't me with the, the, the walkie-talkie in my room. And then J.D. Sr. just had enough. And he was like, it was me. I planted it because I was trying to get a meeting with you to tell you about my ideas, whole thing. And Strand laughs. And he, he likes it. He was like, oh, that was great. I love it. You set him up just so you can meet with me. You know what? There you go. I'm all for it. That's a great guy. I love it. All right. Well, now I, I'm all cool with that, but now I still need you to throw him off now. <laughs> and that's the part that really threw me off because this is Howard. 
This is this guy has done everything that Strand has asked since day one. Yep. At no point during the show did they ever tease that he was going to defect, that he was going to figure out some way, or he was backstabbing, or he was a leader of the La Resistance. No. And we know that Hart, that that Strand knew this, but yeah, he still chose to throw him off. That I don't get. That made no sense. So. It was like, all right, if he said, if you don't do it, I'm going to start throwing off other people that you care about. Something to that effect. There was a strand through some kind of threat. And uh, he was like, all right, fine. So JD's thing, you just whoop, grab the whoop, off you go, Howard. And Howard is now Walker with all the other ones. So that was a shock. That was definitely a shock. Didn't see mm-hmm. that one coming. You know, and uh, he, he then tells, this is where, the, I don't know why, but for me, I thought this was the ruthless part. When he then says, oh, yeah, we did find out what happened to his wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they died a long time ago. But I didn't tell him because the man needed some motivation. He needed something to keep him going. Yep, if exactly. I would, Yeah, and if I would have told him that, he would have been, who knows, miserable or whatever, called depression. Maybe he would have thrown himself over. Right? What's the point of living? So that was, again, to... Try to have you gain sympathy for Howard, but also will show you just how dark Strand is and has it has become now that he is the enemy on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty dark. And then the other <laughs> part of this is like, hey, well, uh, you can have his apartment, and so that's all, that's all you. You can throw out everything that's in there. So it's mm-hmm. all you. So he heads down there. JD Senior goes to the apartment, looking around. And remember, this guy had uh, he was. He collected a lot of uh, artifacts in history. He was into that. I think that was his job. I think it was something that he had to work. I wasn't sure if he worked in a museum. It was something with history, which is also why he had those forged documents that he was for the Alamo. But uh, anyway, he's looking around, and he sees a bottle of whiskey. And <laughs> he hasn't been drinking, right? That, that was hinted earlier, again, where June thought that maybe he was drinking the Kool-Aid because of all the stuff he was doing. He was like, no, no, no. I'm not drinking. It's not well. This time he's drinking, and he's taking a lot of shots. He's he's boozing it up. I was like, oh man, because it's it's rough. And he and then we see if it wasn't obvious enough why he was drinking. He sees that picture that uh, Howard had of his family, and he puts the picture down. So it's a combination of man, this guy lost his family, but then it's also he lost his own family. You know, when you're drinking. If, and everyone's been there at some point. When you're drinking, all kinds of emotions are flooding through you. Some mm-hmm. are good and some are bad. So it all depends on your mood. But it's clearly in his mood, this was a downer moment. And then Strand shows up. He said, oh, I thought you were off the sauce. He's like, ah, who cares? This is it. Strand didn't give a shit. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. You know, pour me one. So he's drinking and the whole thing. And they're talking about the plans and things that he's going to do and... And he said, oh, I'm going to take Mo. This is strange. I'm going to take Mo, and I'm going to raise her. I don't trust mm-hmm. anybody. I'm taking her. I was like, well, what about the mom? You know, Grace, like, that's not her mom. She's doing the same thing. She was just taking care of her. The, Mo has no parents. So I'm going to be that, and I'm going to raise her, and I'm going to do this whole thing. And he said, what about my ideas? He's like, oh, you just needed that motivation to keep going. You know, I, it's, it's all my show. And he's just talking all this stuff, and he turns his back. To JD Senior, and at this point, JD just had enough, and he took out his gun. I'm like, oh man, this is it, this is it, Rich. This is it. He's gonna pop him, and he doesn't. He just, you know, pistol whips him, and he drops. 
right? From the back of the neck. Okay. Now, now yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, continue. I got something to say after. Yeah, I figured because the first thing I said to myself was like, <laughs> why not pull the trigger? <laughs> this is it. Just end it right now. And the only other thing I could think of is that obviously it's going to make a noise. It's going to be a shot. The Rangers are going to run in, probably kill JD Sr., and then what happens to the tower? There is no second in command. That place yep. will just fall apart, each their own. Mutiny, everyone's throwing other people off. I'm taking control. I'm going to, you know, it, it probably caused chaos. Yeah. So that's just me filling in the blanks of maybe why he didn't shoot him instantly. All right, go ahead. What did you think? Well, they really have to reinforce this whole thing of Alicia versus Strand. So because of that, that's why they decided not to go down this path. But I, I personally think, I have to admit, honestly, I think it was a dumb decision. If you're going to shoot, the, you're going to hit the guy. Then, yeah, he should have just shot him. I mean, shoot him in the head, whatever, kill him. It, it doesn't make a difference. But I understand why they did it, because they want this whole thing to be about Alicia versus Strand. And, and that, to me, was one of my biggest criticisms of this episode is that he did take that action. One one other point to mention is that I understand that JD has made a lot of mistakes in his life. He has alluded to that on the show multiple times, especially with his son. Uh -huh. So the whole thing of him wanting to at least do something for the baby, what I feel is though, they didn't really emphasize that point over the past episodes because we never saw him with the baby enough to build a strong connection with, with her. No, nope, no. Nope. In fact, they went the reason that I was thinking about that also, but yeah. their their way around it was when he goes down with June and he says, "All right, I'm going to help. I'm going to take the baby. I'm going to do it." And it's like, "Why are you going to do this?" And then he shows that he has the radiation burns. Yes, and yep. that's that was their workaround. So it's it's not so much of wanting to take the baby away. I bet if he didn't have that issue, he would be like, "Oh, we could just ride this out." You know, the baby's here, Grace is here, June. There's and people. Oh, no, exactly. And since you brought up the radiation thing, now, I guess that happened very quickly when they picked up Charlie in the previous episode yeah. that somehow got exposed. I just want to say this, though. This show continues to have an issue with the passage of time because you you recall how Charlie looked in this episode yeah. and how you see that her skin is now changing, her hair is falling out. So that, I think, again, I don't like how they just pass time and you don't know how much time has passed. It's but, there's a combination of things. There's that, and then just not where are these infected areas? Where's the radiation? Because even at the end of this, we see Morgan running over with no gear whatsoever. Exactly. Yep. So mm -hmm. is he? He's just running through this area here, <laughs> not a care in the world. Does he not get radiation burns? Like that's I, a great question. That's a great question. That I don't get. I don't. We, I don't we, we, we've seen that throughout the show where a lot of people are outside. They don't have masks on. Even in the last episode when um, Daniel and the others were held up at gunpoint, they had to take their mask off. So yeah. it's like, I, I don't really understand that. That's a little confusing how it's, some it's, areas... It's when they feel like, because even in that one, Lucia was like, well, th he's lucky this area was clear. Right? Yeah. She, she just said it really quick. I'm like, okay, so that's how you, you justify. But it looks like even though some of the areas were clear, as we from with JD Sr., it still didn't matter. Because he said he said he was very cautious. He wore the gear. He did everything. He was in the right, and he still got infected. He still mm -hmm. got the radiation. 
And she says, it doesn't look as bad. He said, but you know where this is going to go. It's like, but this isn't like Charlie's situation. What do you mean? He's like, no, 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 no. This is it. This is it. <laughs> but I think it's also a combination of that and the booze and the heartache and especially what he just did. Yeah. There's no coming back from that. Strand will wake up. And so he knows it's either now or never. So he puts on he puts on a lot of the armor that he found in Howard's room. Yep. That's that's one way to get rid of all of that. He puts it all on. He's got his helmet on and everything. He's like, all right, I got this little compartment here. Put the baby. He grabs a walkie. He Morgan, you there? Morgan instantly picks up. He's like, yeah, I'm here. He's like, all right, get ready. I'm coming. All right, and I have Mo. This is the other part that bothered me because even with all the walkers out of there, June said, well, let's put the guts. Said, no, no, no time. There's time for that. And he's fine. He doesn't want to go. Once that was announced, I'm like, all right, something bad's going to happen to him just for that. But then the other part is get Grace out of there. She can still put the guts on her. Yeah. Why are you just taking the baby and not Grace? Or June, all three of you guys, four if you include the baby, everybody, just all leave now. Well, I guess they didn't have enough protective gear or guts to get through the, uh, the herd. So, and I know some people that listen, well, well, Adam, you know why June doesn't want to leave? Because she says she's taking care of Charlie. Yeah, but Charlie's dying. Yeah, Charlie Charlie's, is going to die. Done. She even said it. She was like, there's no coming back from that. What Charlie has is she's all the way in the deep end of the pool. That's it for her. That's when she was talking about it with J.D. Sr. about his birth. She was like, oh, it's not as bad as Charlie's. Charlie's is... So if you know that's the case and you know how bad things are here, then go. This is it. There's all these walkers. She was already down there. So then just let's get this started. But no, that's it. That's not happening. So he he walks through. And as he's walking through, it, again, it, it threw me off. It really threw me off because I, the scenery, the cinematography was awesome. But not a single walker is grabbing at his face. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. No, not a walker coming from behind. We've seen them do this in the past. They have their hands. They grab at the face. They're not grabbing at the face. He's just wearing a top helmet. He's not wearing, if I think it was like a World War One helmet, he's not even wearing a face covering. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought at first, because I could have swore I saw a knight outfit there or something. I was like, oh, that'd be awesome if you put the helmet on and walked around like a knight shining armor saving the baby, you know, and everything. That would have been cool, but whatever. But it was still awesome. You, know, you see him walking through this, all these walkers there. They're grabbing at him. You hear Mo crying and he's just moving through this group and just pushing them along. I don't even think he's attacking them. Right? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't he even just... attacking them. Yeah, so did he shoot? Did he have a gun? No, no. I'm blanking on that. No, probably not. But either way, he gets through. We see that uh, um, Strand, he gets up. He tells everybody to get to the roof. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. he knows. Because they were like, because they said, oh, yeah, what happened here? He said, don't worry about it. The, the guys were like, there's no way to get out of here. It's like, no, there is one way. And so he, he just put two and two together. He's like, that's the only way. So he gets to the roof, and we see a uh, boy Will with him. Right, that was his name. Damn, am I rem- or Wes? Wes. Wes. Or Wes. Yep. Wes is there. Yeah. Wes has already been um, put into the group. He's in the fold. I would have had him in a room for questioning for days and weeks, but nope. He's, nope. he's got free roam of this place already. Now, now he, he well, he has been elevated. Now he's more important now to Strand. 
apparently, yeah. Yeah. by the so, end of the episode. So when he tells the other guy to get the antenna, right? When, I think it was Wesley tells, go get the antenna. Was that so he can boost the signal? What was yeah, the- yeah, I believe that's what it was. So he can boost the signal or at least communicate with uh, with with uh, uh, Morgan and give him this monologue about, oh, yes, this you know the, this war is not over, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, you may have won the fight, you didn't win the war, that type yeah, of yeah. thing. We've heard this before. Yeah, so while they're going around looking for that, because they can see him now, they look down and they see this guy walking through all these walkers. <clears throat> so he gets over to Morgan which is right where the booth is. And he's like, all right. He opens the compartment. He gives Mo, And he says, all right, let's go. He says, no, no, you go. I'll cover you. I, I'm not going to make it. And he's like, what? And then he points his shoulder. He's got a bite or a scratch through the armor. That's mm-hmm. it. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just protect her. Go out there. Do your thing. And, and I'll, I'll hold them off. So, go ahead. I just want to say, I think uh, Morgan is a little delusional to think that he wouldn't have gotten bitten or something to some oh, yeah. effect. Because there's a lot of walkers. It's like they had he had to get some type of wounds. Yeah, so. okay, definitely. And I think he <laughs> knew that. That's that's the other thing. I think he knew. There's no way. There's yeah. no way you're going to get through this without the full covering, especially your face. I, I assumed something was going to scratch him on his face. It's all it takes. And uh, the other part, like we just said before, he had no weapon. He wasn't defending himself. So he walks right back to where these walkers are and just stands there. Mm-hmm. And they just start eating him. That was it. He fed him. I was like, all right, there you go. Yeah, And then the Sunny Boy, of course, that was a song that he said. And they, again, they were trying to really link us, with the, pull at the heartstrings. It didn't do it for me. When it comes to this whole Sonny Boy and with the song that he used to sing to his son, and that's what he was singing to Mo, you know, with the tape recorder, they recorded this. They had time to do that, but you couldn't put the blood and guts and stuff on you. Oh, but whatever. Um, I don't. Know. I don't know. It's like a full circle thing. We get it. John Junior is gone. JD Senior comes into the the show does his part he saves june and a few other things he makes an impact and he goes out with an impact we'll mm-hmm. always remember this we'll always remember this uh it was good it was good it was sad it was unexpected that's one of the things we griped about everything's expected this was unexpected out of all the characters that we thought would uh kick the bucket next he was not on that list and uh poof that happened him and Howard. I really didn't see Howard going out this way. I figured it would go out in some kind of battle or something. But uh, just like this, oh. Strand's being the one making the call. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll be curious to see. Uh, I mean, Strand, in my personal opinion, was not really a wise decision to get rid of people who are willing to work with you. So I'm curious to see how... Obviously, now that you have Wes stepping forward, and now that's going to be a major issue right now with him being there to oppose the others. But I still kind of feel like uh, Morgan's team and Alicia's team, way more, way more uh, power in numbers mm-hmm. as, as opposed to Strand. So I'm curious to see how he thinks he still has a chance to win this war. And and I think this is the issue the show has right now because they've really been emphasizing that the big brawl, the big battle, and we saw that in the mid-season break, is supposed to be Alicia and and Strand. But I don't think a lot of people care about that. Yep. They, they're yep. more focused on the Morgan situation going on with Strand. 
It's because they have a, a, a backstory. There's a lot of bad blood there going on. Look, this whole battle right now is going regarding his daughter. We're going to say Morgan's adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. That that plays a bigger part, I think, than Alicia dealing with her issues. And where's her mom? Where's Madison? Madison came out and said she's part of this season. Don't tell me you're just going to pop up at the last episode. Because that's well, going to be that's lame. A, well, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know how many episodes are remaining, but uh, yeah, they they definitely need to explain what her role is in all of this. Obviously, I'm I'm assuming she will defend and protect her her daughter, but uh, yeah, we haven't seen her yet, so I'm curious to see how they're going to bring her into this I'm, particular storyline. I really hope it's not a ghost situation, like like <laughs> Dexter with Dexter and his dad, Harry, right? Remember, oh, yeah. we see his dad, or now we see that with Peacemaker. They have the same situation going on. Peacemaker now he killed his dad, and then now he sees his dad. That type of thing. Is yeah. that how she's going to be if Felicia does survive this? That remember, she's already loopy. She's seeing things, and that's when we saw when they came back from the midseason break. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, oh, this is how they're gonna bring her mom back. She's gonna have these visions, and that vision is going to be her mom. And every once in a while, we're going to see her mom. And I'm like, that's lame. Because we, if there's one thing that we have not seen, we did not see the mom die. When she was at yep. the baseball field, yes, we saw she was surrounded by walkers. It looked like it was just inevitable. She was just going to get bitten up, and that was it. But anything's possible. And she could have made it out. Somebody could have helped her. We don't know. And she did come out. It's not a rumor, people. She came out. She was on Talking Dead. And she said it. She popped up. She's like, yeah, I'm coming back. This season? Yeah. She said, like, I'm back. Yeah, you're going to see me. Like, okay. So she she's back in the fold. Not She didn't say she's making a one-off appearance. She's back back. So <clears throat> we will have to wait and see. But overall, besides some of the little inconsistencies with the story and stuff, it was good. It was good. There was a lot of action. I liked a lot of the scenery that they set up here. Um, it was sad, but we did get some deaths. J.D. Sr., he's gone. Uh, Howard is gone. We'll see where it goes from here. The teaser made it seem like now they're going to focus more on that battle situation. Because he also put out a call. That's one of the last scenes we saw that he put out, uh, the Strand put out a call on Walkie for help to some other group. He says, you keep saying you want in, you want in, you want to be serious about this. Well, I need you to stand by me. We have to fight this whole thing. Yeah, I and, need to see who that is. That's yeah, a good point. Because in my in my head, if if let's say this was the episode before the last, I would have thought, oh, it's Arno. That's who he's calling. He wants to because Arno's been trying to get into the tower yep. with the people. I'm like, oh, this is it. He's going to work out a truce with these people to help them fight against uh, Morgan and friends. But no, that's gone. But unless that's the swerve that he is calling Arno, but Arno's dead now. So maybe Morgan picks or somebody else picks up. It's like, sorry, you made that call a few days late. <laughs> you know, it could have been maybe Daniel picks up the phone. You know, it's like, oh, no, it's not here, but I'm here and I'm coming for my daughter. Excuse me? <laughs> Your daughter? What? what? What do you mean? And then that whole can of worms, because that's going to be a whole other thing. And I could see, I don't know, I know it won't happen, but I could see Daniel just going crazy on everybody when he finds out his daughter's not in the tower. He takes out Lucy, he takes out everybody who's next to him for line. Because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to have to address that. That's going to be an issue. 
So overall, it was it was decent. It was decent. I enjoyed this episode. A lot going on. It's it, it still, like you said, it still has its little issues of doing a lot of things off camera, which is annoying. But uh, hey, and then uh, not being consistent with uh, locations and how the whole radiation thing works. It'd be great if they sort of started off when they first showed the, the season started with the nukes and stuff. We would see that orange haze. And we knew yeah. if that orange haze was there, then that's a contaminated zone. And then they just walked away from that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It could be anywhere. It's, it's whatever. So we'll see. But it, from the trailer, it looks like those uh, walkers come in to play, the radioactive ones that were from uh, that pit. So, oh, yeah. So it, oh, it, yeah. it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up, people. So there you go. So uh, I hope everybody liked that episode. Thanks again for tuning in, listening, or watching, and checking this out. And we will be back next week for episode 13. All right, peoples. Have a good one. Peace.